Yeah, so that's foundation for everything that I do is uh, you have to know who you are. Yeah. You need to define what you do. Yeah. And you need to learn to tell the world three things that will stretch you out of your comfort zone. So uh, learning, to com learning to define who you are and what you do requires God to ask you, what do you love to do? Which is what he asked me. And then he said, well, you got to tell the world. And I was handing out business cards and it wasn't working. And he goes, yeah. you, you're avoiding Facebook and internet and website because you want to avoid the pain of drama. So my, thin, my skin is very thin. Oh boy. And to thicken your skin, you can't read a book. You have to walk in faith and take a risk and depend on him as the world comes at you. You persist through it and then you have a new story to tell. That's like a mic drop. You just drop the mic right there. For real, Dave, you're like blowing. You're, we haven't even started and you're just like, boom. Oh, All right, good, that might be a good intro. Oh, then no, you go into, hey, this is yeah. Troy. Hey, everybody. This is Troy Mangum. Welcome to the Kindling Fire. Did you know your life is a message that God is wanting to communicate to the world? Every episode, I get to interview friends of mine, people that I think are awesome, whose life is communicating a message that needs to get out to the world. Thank you for joining. Uh, today, I have uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Scott Musgrave. He is a entrepreneur. Um, he is a... Uh, I hate to say, because it, it kind of is clicheous, but you're almost like a prophet. I, that's so overstated, but you kind of like have this very keen sense, you ask amazing questions and you really provoke people. And uh, you provoke me. <laughs> Good, I know that feels uncomfortable. So to be able to stay with me as long as we've been friends, says a lot of you as well. <laughs> We have, that's true. You, you've been in my business, been like, what's that, what's that about for 10 years? Well, you've inspired me along the way with your journey as well. Thanks, so, man. Thanks. Yeah. So we are in the beautiful, beautiful setting uh, uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina. We're outside, and this is going to be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's good to step out in nature, and if you guys can hear the background, automobiles going by, birds chirping. Uh, that's a part of the environment I prefer to be in when I'm with friends mm. outside. Yeah. So, um, so I think the thing I want to start with, because you've got so much out of your life to, to give and to, and to teach, I'd like to start kind of with, I knew you when you were struggling and you were not happy and you kind of felt stuck. And you are so not that person now, but you were. And a lot of people get there and they, they're like, well, I don't, you know, I have dreams and desires, but this is my lot in life or whatever. So can you kind of take us back to that time? Uh, what were you doing? How were you feeling? And what, yeah. what helped you change? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Self-reflecting like this draws out memories of good and bad because my story was not worth telling. I was a victim of my own circumstances, but I blamed everybody for that. And I felt like I was misunderstood. 
and one day reading through the Message Bible, I was looking for a mentor in my life for years. Still am. I would love to still have a mentor. <laughs> and um, the Message version of the Golden Rule is become that which you're looking for. And do unto others as you want them to do unto you. But the message version is put down what you're searching for and become what you're looking for. Become that. So for me to say, I'm supposed to drop looking for a mentor and become a mentor? Well, how I need somebody to mentor me in that. <laughs> and that's my, that was my deal. I'm always looking for somebody to rescue me. Yeah. And it was through reading scripture of finding without vision you perish and I, and God highlighted that in my in my time alone with him he just took a highlighter in my brain and highlighted that because it, it wouldn't go away without vision you perish without Jesus you perish and I had to go to God and say what do you want me to do what do you want me to be and he told me some interesting things in my alone time in my journal time but without uh, if you go in Proverbs, you find out that with wisdom and maturity, you develop understanding. And I felt like I was misunderstood, which then, if I look back on it, means that I'm immature and I'm foolish. And I'm experiencing the consequences of being immature and foolish, and yet I'm blaming the world for it. Uh, and it took me that I had to assume responsibility for the first time in my life later on. And to become understood, uh, I need to go through some experiences and have a vision and mature a little bit to gain more wisdom. So I have to stop you for a moment. Now, I probably will stop you a lot. That's all right, because so, I can keep going. But, but, I, I, but there's so, God, you were given so much good stuff. So God was fathering you. Right. Because that's the thing that I, that I, that I, in my own life, it's sort of like he doesn't make it easy for me. It's like he sets something in front of me. He, it's like almost like a challenge, but he's, it's a loving challenge. But it's not like I'm going to do this for you. I keep wanting God to sort of, you know, rescue me, make it easy, um, you know, make it just kind of make all these stars align, if you will. And he's like, no, not going to do it. Right. And, 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 and that, that's part so of then his you, fathering process, saying, I want you to take these small, hard, little steps towards me, with me, and then I'll show you a little bit more, and I'll show you a little bit more. He was wanting to mentor me. And I <laughs> that's was, the big revelation. Yeah, and that's a big revelation, but I already thought he was. Mm. But um, when, you, when you stay in a safe small circle and we've heard this terminology before it's your own world it's a created world of certainty but when you step into uncertainty that requires faith that's where I would like to meet more people because like uh, Roosevelt had the arena speech you're a person in the stands watching somebody in the arena I lived my whole life as a person in the stands and it finally took to be to pursue the vision that God was putting on my heart. He's saying, it's time for you to leave the stands and go into your own arena. And you need to learn to fight what comes out of the gates that you don't get a manual on. You need to figure it out and develop enough experience so that when things do come out of the gates, you have experience to learn how to deal with it on the go. And when you have values and a strong vision of what you're capable of, 
when things come at you that you don't know how to do it, it's your vision and your values that carry you through it without needing to stop and read a book or take an online course about it. So if you don't know your vision and your values of what's important to you and your beliefs of why you're doing everything that you do, then you, you remain a person in the stands watching somebody else fight their way through it. And you can boo them, you can criticize them, you can even cheer for them. And, my, and I have people in my arena that do that as well. But you, you learn not to depend on those people. You learn to depend on God that's guiding you through the things that come at you in each arena. Yeah. So, so question is, you know, we all know, okay, do you believe in God? Right? That's a common question. But the question is, do you think that God believes in you? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think, uh, I think my own journey reveals other people's journeys that you're afraid to receive blessings or receive abundance and this isn't new age stuff it's like you're in your own way of receiving God's blessing in your life because you're staying in a circle of certainty you're yeah. staying in these stands that allow you to numb out and watch somebody else do the hard work and it can even give you internally a satisfaction as if you did it. And yeah, so God God wants you in the game, if you will, right. versus in the stands. God wants you in he's got your own that's I mean that is something I really believe is that God's got you God's got a place for you on the team. This is not a spectator sport. God's not calling us to just be passive and watch others. He's got something for us specifically, each individual person to step out and become and, and do and participate with him in. And it's not just like, don't think that without vision you perish pertains to business. Without vision for your marriage, you can be stuck as a yeah. husband. You Without a, an arena of parenting, uh, arena of friendships. I looked at my journal, journal uh, this past year and I had over previous years very little relationships with friends. Yeah. I serve a lot of people and I have I lead a lot of people, but I had a small, a tiny network of spending time with friends. So yeah. it was a part of my goal to increase that arena this year specifically yeah. by pursuing friendships with more people. Yeah, it's taken me out of my comfort zone, but the payoff <laughs> is but the payoff is great. Yeah, uh, and so that goes back to there's already mentors in your life. But if you're restricting God's abundance and blessing to nurture and feed you and mentor me, then it was my own deal of avoiding friendships with people. Yeah. So now I'm opening up friendships with people and receiving mentoring from men and women through casual conversations. So it's not like a, a traditional mentoring process. It's an untraditional one, but it's how God seems to work in my life, very untraditionally. So the thing that you, the, the theme there is, is this certainty and uncertainty. It keeps coming up, certainty and uncertainty. And it sounds like the Lord's like, I am in the uncertainty part. The certainty is me. It's not all the other things that you wish were certain. <laughs> right, right. And my character, his, you know, his intent towards you or towards others. And a part of my journey was starting my own business. And so I reached a comfort level and it became certain. And I, and I enjoyed that certainty. But over time, stagnation and boredom started creeping into my life. And you, the only way to 
go outside of that is to continuously pursue uncertainty. Yeah. And yeah. most people I run into are pursuing certainty, and that's a re producing a comfort level, but they're, in, they're churning in their spirit and in their heart of dissatisfaction and boredom. That's the, freedom, that's the fruit of that kind of lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. Each, either one. Because I, mean, I've, I've I, and I know we're off topic a little, but I, I just can't help but say this is that, you know, God is not boring. So many people think it's some sort of moral kind of just do this, do that. Yeah, I get it. You know, I'm supposed to do all these things, you know, but I really, you know, my heart, wild heart wants to do these other things. But, you know, God wouldn't want me to do that. You know, right. <laughs> it's like it's like it's the it's you know, it's sort of like the devil won and kind of mispainting God as this sort of killjoy. When in, in the, the reality of it is, he's the source of real joy. Right. Real joy and real life. And so few men, particularly, I think it's just like, dude, it's not up a skirt. It is not, what are you looking for? it? It's in God. You'll find everything you want. Yeah. yeah, I think if you're reading a lot of books, I was reading a lot of books and I reached a point where after the couple hundredth one, it's like they're all starting to sound the same. So then I heard God highlight in my mind, it's time to tell your own story. So uh, I stopped reading a lot of books at that point, stopped researching and started implementing. And I think that would be awesome to find a lot of, uh, find other men to develop their own understanding. Yeah. And tell a new story. Yeah. Instead of reading somebody else's story in a book uh, that gives you almost like a comfort zone of satisfaction by reading another person's story, it's great to be inspired. But if you don't implement it, uh, then in my opinion, you're, you're not walking out your faith. Yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna do you any good. Knowledge doesn't transform. It's the use of the knowledge. Right. That's very what well said. It, that's that's what. So all right. Let's let's go back. I want to go back to UPS. <laughs> let's yeah. go back to UPS. So many, so you were in many jobs. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, but once I got married and started having children, then there was a desire to want to provide more for my family. Yeah. And my wife was working at a, a, a great facility at North Carolina State University with a job but nothing but up to go. And she was crying every day going to work. And after six months, our twins were born. Uh, she said, I gotta stay home or get counseling because I'm going crazy. I need to take care of our boys. So we did a year. She had the benefits because I'm self-employed. So we did a year of COBRA. Uh, once the COBRA stopped, she thought about maybe going to work. And I came home one day and she goes, you know, if you work at UPS, you get free benefits after six months. And I'm like, well, when are you gonna, when are you gonna go there? And she's like, <laughs> not me, you. And I'm like, I'm working. Uh, I was at the time doing some portrait photography. I was a sleight of hand magician for 30 years. I did occasional magic parties. Uh, I'm also a hairstylist, so I cut hair during the day. And so she said, just try it for a year. And so I would quit work at 5.30, get to UPS, and work from 
6 o'clock to 9, 9.30 during the regular hours and then during Christmas season and peak season I'm getting home at 11.30 to 1.30 getting up, uh, eating breakfast in my car on the way to work and just cutting hair and then going right to UPS and that lasted for nine years. And it was during that time that God was putting in my heart a desire to, I needed to make a commitment, either stay at work and work at UPS or build up my hairstyling business, which at that point reduced down to three or four clients a week. And I and we which were is, which is not no, going to be is, meeting the bills. no no money <laughs> you know people do three or four people in a couple hours usually during one day yeah so you were discouraged and I knew you then and you were discouraged I was beaten up uh, and, and had no no vision and, and you uh, were looking for uh, so many people get in that spot they're just like well I could do this or I could do that or I need to do this and they just are. Yeah, and you want to quit way. and leave and run away. You want to move somewhere else. You uh, you get frustrated with your spouse. You, as a man, you don't you feel lost. And when you don't feel like you're providing, you feel like you're providing, but you you're not fulfilled. I want to take a quick break in the podcast to let you know I have something I want to give you. It's called the Kindling Fire Manifesto. The reason I wrote it is because I believe that you and I have unique God-given gifts and talents that truly have the power to change the world. But, but knowing that you have the gifts or even being aware of what they might be doesn't translate into actually doing it or becoming the person that God's called you to be. I wrote this manifesto to help you practically. Here are three things that you could do to, to if you incorporate these things into your life, you will actually move towards the goal, what, I've, what I believe the Lord is calling all of us to in our unique paths. The easiest way that I can send this to you is if you're a listener in the U.S., just text FIRE to 94253, and I'll send you the link. If you're outside the U.S. or you're at a computer, you can just type in thekindlingfire.com, and you can get all the information about how to get it. So, I mean, you can stay busy and stay unfulfilled, uh, but I was tired of living that way. So... So there was a point in time when, I mean, you kind of got into what the Lord was. It sounds like you were asking the Lord, rescue me, rescue me, or something, right? I mean, how, it, it felt like that's kind of what you were saying. Yeah, well, I reached a point where it's like, do I leave and take what the messages I heard from my father growing up? You know, there's, a, there's always a need for an electrician or a plumber. So in my journal... Wait, hold on. And what does that message say to you? that I need to quit doing what I'm doing. Pursuing and, your dreams or... And give up what to go to something safe and reliable. Okay. And... Which, which could kill this whole other side of you, but hey, you're a father, you're a husband, you need to be responsible, so why don't you just give up on all that stuff because... Who do you think you are anyway? I mean, I'll just go right to it. I mean, you're right. not alone in that. I, I, right. I think a lot of men feel that. It's like, what are you playing around for? You're not a boy. Stop dreaming. Stop doing all this stuff. Go, go do the thing that you know is the right thing to do, and who cares about your heart? At this point, <laughs> at this point I don't even know if I had a dream. Yeah, okay. And that, but that's where, that's where we're going. 
is yeah if you don't feel like you have a dream and you feel like you're stuck well then your prayer life sucks yeah you need to amp up your prayer life because it was at that time that i put my nose in my journal and i went to god and i said god do you want me to be a plumber or electrician go to the local trade school and he said i want you to stay a hairstylist and i you know we think there's an enemy in the world well there is an enemy in the world and the world wants to tell you one thing and the flesh the enemy and the world want to tell you things so i said that's the enemy because <laughs> Because I got three clients. <laughs> yeah, because I got three clients, and that world ain't working out. So I, so I went in again, and I changed it. You want me to go to air conditioning school? Because all the AC guys I know are busting it, killing it. And I heard again, I want you to stay a hairstylist. And so then I heard something that changed my life. Uh, God said, what do you love to do? And I... I had I immediately said, "Well, I lo always loved working with naturally curly hair as a hairstylist." And then I heard, "You're not telling the world." And I said, "That's bullcrap. I'm telling the world. I'm giving out business cards and I'm sitting, approaching people, and nobody's coming in." And then all of a sudden he said, "You're not telling the world through the internet. You're avoiding drama on Facebook. You're avoiding having a website." And believe it or not, God's in social media. God's on the internet. And he needs more people on the internet. And so, so... So I remember that time. And I remember that was like a whole world to you that you were like, you'd not opened that door. I have not opened that door. I never took and, a writing class, a web development class, a social media class. What do you think God was getting at with that question? Because it wasn't about social media. It was something else. Well, sure, he's tapping into my dreams. He's trapping into vision. But he's, he's also, I think, pushing up against some fear. Pushing into big-time fear. Because I am uh, classified myself and took many assessment tests that I'm an introvert. <laughs> I love it. And that introversion, <laughs> you know, you stay in your man cave and you, and you hide out and people drain you. But um, I had to be open to what God's developing inside of me. So... I decided to research a little bit. I read a book by Gary Vaynerchuk called Crush It. At the time, it was his first book of tapping into building a platform. Uh, and then he fired me up through the books to say that you can monetize and make your world uh, share it by telling other people about what you do. And so I read that and I, a client of mine, her husband did WordPress websites so we bartered out a deal to have him start my a website and he gave me access to it so i started blogging and writing out uh i wanted i wanted people to learn what it feels like going inside a person's spirit so i called it the inner curl mentor and the inner curl mentor is a way of saying this is how you should treat your hair to get the best results but nobody's training that inner curl mentor to get nice results on the outside. So I started speaking from that position and it internally connected with a lot of people deeper than products, manufacturers, or curly hair. It spoke to the spirit of other people whether you believed in God or not. Yeah. And then other people started asking me more questions and then in two months I received 
20 new clients that I hadn't received in years. And I started writing a couple times a month. The next year I had over 300 new people that found me because people with curly hair, the hairstylists are treating them like they need to be fixed, like there's something wrong with them. I'm speaking, there's nothing wrong with you, you just need to embrace it and here's how you embrace it. People found that message attractive because I'm speaking from my heart and it's authentic and it, and it just grew and registered with people. So from that I started, uh, I researched and found a course by Jeff Goins on how to blog and how to write. So I incorporated some of what I learned from him. Uh, Michael Hyatt wrote a book on how to build your platform. I, I started investing in my what was becoming now a passion to learn to so I didn't need to leave my own I need I didn't need to run away God said we need you right where you are so become more of who you already yeah. are instead of going to another school instead of moving to another state instead of leaving your job let me father you and mentor to develop more of who you are and these are truly desires of my own heart that God wants me to have joy in working with people every single day that reflects His glory instead of something I'm trying to manufacture on my own. I'm going to pause the conversation right there and pick it up next episode. See you then. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. I am excited, and let me tell you why. Um, I have been working uh, very diligently to kick off a brand new website, and if you're like most of the people that listen on their cell phone, I can text you the website right now. If you'll get out your phone and text FIRE to 94253, text FIRE to 94253, I'll just send you the link directly. Uh, If you're outside the United States, which we do have listeners outside the United States, um, just go to your uh, go to the website thekindlingfire.com and I have written a manifesto called You Can Certainly Do It that I want to give all of you guys for free as a way to uh, say thank you and also as a way to encourage you even further.